Welcome to the Massacre Matinee. Welcome back to the Matinee, Kate. Welcome back to the Matinee. Who's our guest today? Uh, my, my dear old stepdad. That Hello. Would be me. Dear yeah. old stepdad. <laughs> I'm not calling you old, but. So, I mean, uh, as we were talking about earlier, yeah. everybody that comes on the show needs a creature. What's your creature? I guess you can call me Yeti. 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 Steve the Yeti. Works for Yeti. me. I'm going to have to draw, like, a little thing that has, like, all of the people's, like, animals yes, and do. creatures and everything like that. My mom's, like, going, she talked to me, she's like, he's got his, he's got his creature, and she's like, are you allowed mythical creatures or this? And I'm it's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we we're so, we got rules, you gotta be this, this, you gotta have this color. No. Don't, you don't gotta be able to find it in nature. <laughs> well. So what case do you have for us today? We are doing the Ken and Barbie case. Though, the only reason why it's called Ken and Barbie is just because they were really good looking. Yeah. Well, Otherwise, they... It's got a lot. Find any excuse they can. Yeah. I mean, the media coverage on this was kind of weird, so they didn't really know what to call it at the same time. So they just kind of did the Ken and Barbie thing just because, you know, kind of happened in like the 80s and 90s and Barbie was a thing. Yeah, Kind of a makes big sense. thing. We're throwing out the doozy scale for this one. Oh. And because it's Canadian. It's not often that you're the one that says that. You're throwing out the the doozy scale and replacing it, all right? Just for this one, because, you know, we're we're, we're youpers. What are we And what are we always, you know, compared to Canadians? Where does this case happen? Canada. What are we replacing the doozy scale? Is the amount of fucking opes that it is. Opes. Opes. It's a lot of fucking ope. (laughs) A lot of ope. A lot of ope. Have you been thinking of that all day? Yes, I have. I'm proud of you. Okay, or Ken is Paul Bernardo. Our Barbie is Carla. Fucking how the fuck you say? Omoka. Omoka, yeah. Fucking hate Paul. We don't. We all hate Paul. Carla's. We don't know if we hate Carla yet. I, I'm not even gonna like beat her on the bush of like who did what because in this case, like, you know who did it. And there's no, like, oh, well, maybe it was this person and they got framed. Like, no, it was for sure this fucking person or this set of people. Um, so Paul was born, Paul Kenneth Bernardo, August 27th, 1964. So he's only five years older than you. Um, in Scarborough, Ontario. Were you around, like, from around? Scarborough is, like, an hour and a half away from. Okay. Hello, Miss Bella. Yeah, because I don't, you, I could not tell you where a single fucking city is in Canada other than like Buffalo, because it's right next to Buffalo, New York. Because it's literally makes sense. I yeah. Mean. Um. So he was the youngest of three kids of Kenneth and Marilyn Bernardo, okay. where he gets you know his middle name from. And well, Kenneth was not a good dad. He was really shitty. And I want you to take a guess of how he was shitty, because there's only so many options in this podcast of how this person is shitty. Uh, well, I mean, probably not murder. No, not murder. Oh, so, I would assume some kind of rape or abuse. Yep. Well, I said two. Which one are we yupping? Well, it's both. Oh. <laughs> you should say that. <laughs> he would really often, like, sexually abuse uh, Paul's older sister in front of family members. Like, he'd make this a living room affair. Just kind of pull his sister out and just 
start raping her and everything like that. Why didn't like the that. family do anything? I feel like that makes them just as guilty. Like I don't know, but I feel like if something was happened, like happened like in that early age, but then again, this was like the fucking seventies where everyone was like hush hush about a lot of shit. Mm. That I feel like Paul wouldn't have been the person that he was. If his dad, like, if he wasn't witnessing his dad doing those things, because you got to think, this kid grow up just seeing these visual acts being done. That it was, was just like normal. That was yeah, like Sunday afternoon cartoons normal. to him or some shit. Oh, God. Unbelievable. Dad, it's Saturday. Pull my sister out. God damn. But something did happen. Kenneth ended up getting arrested for. Now, oh, this one, I, I didn't look up the, the, the details, and I really thought, like, I really should have. Uh, voyeurism? voyeurism and pedophilia okay so he was arrested and that's kind of like the last thing you hear of kenneth he's not mentioned it anywhere else it's just kind of like maybe this is why he's fucked up (laughs) and this kind of fucked up paul's mom marilyn like she was fucked up from seeing the whole one she was also getting abused i was gonna say there's no way she wasn't getting abused. and then watching her oldest daughter get abused and like just that her son was sitting there watching it so she kind of withdrew from her family and got really, really depressed and just kind of became a hermit in their basement and just didn't really raise her kids after okay. that. So she just kind of like, you go do you. I'm going to go be depressed in the basement. If I don't see it happening, maybe it's not happening. Type right. Of. So she just kind of really secluded herself. Eventually, she she kind of came out of it. And then really all you hear is that she kind of got better. And then you don't really hear anything else about her. So even though everything that he kind of witnessed and whatnot, Paul kind of presented himself as this happy-go-lucky kid that had a great childhood and was like, you know, well off and all of this kind of stuff and definitely didn't witness his dad doing like ungodly fucking things. Right. Um, and they made it a point to say he was in the Boy Scouts and <laughs> was like really good about that and really liked his knots. <laughs> I feel like that comes in handy later. Yeah, it kind of does. Paul then kind of, like, he played himself that he was, like, a really good kid. And then he kind of was not a really good kid. Like, he became, like, a pyromaniac and, like, would love setting things on fire. So he kind of got kicked out of the Boy Scouts because of it. I mean, so did I, but at least I did it safely. (laughs) I was in the Girl Scouts and they refused to give me my uniform, so then we moved. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they didn't give me any of my badges I earned like 20 fucking badges And they were just like mm, You're not gonna be here next year So we're just not gonna give them to you And I'm like oh. What the fuck <laughs> It's a good thing Trauma. you <laughs> No they didn't give it Do to me Do the badges transfer I, over? I don't know I didn't join the girls like, up trying. here <laughs> Excuse me I got 20 With a uh, such and such place. Yeah, can, can, I, can I have them, please? I worked hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, I sold a lot of cookies, And then, And then you get that 20, and then you just leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wanted them, for old time's sake. They played favorites in that fucking, like, group <laughs> You get that shit anywhere. That's true. Um, so Paul gets really dark. I don't know what age he develops this at, but he develops this fantasy that he wants to have a virgin farm. And breed women to become virgins so then he can have sexual, like, like just so he could be the one to take away the virginities. So yeah, he has, this is like, I think he had, he probably had this um, fantasy before the age of 16, so that just kind of shows you, like, 
how fucked up he was. Um, but when Paul was 16, uh, him and his mom actually got into, like, a really bad fight. And she saw that he was kind of becoming like his dad. So she was just like, you know what? Fuck you. You're the result of a fair. Kenneth ain't even your dad. Mm. And he's like, uh, you're a fucking whore and a slut. And just like runs out of the house. <laughs> and I guess that fucked him up a little bit. Knowing that he was a part of a fair. And made him kind of, his hatred of women kind of go a little farther. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I could see how that, that would kind of piss him off. But Kenneth, did, did Kenneth know that? He wasn't his? Or... I don't know. Kenneth is in jail at this point, oh, so I don't think he gives a shit. Well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Somehow Paul got a girlfriend, because he was, he was a good-looking guy. Not my standard of good-looking, but, like, society's standards of good-looking. Well, yeah, like, I he, mean, they, they were He gives off Ken. Jeffrey Dahmer vibes, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> they, were, they were calling him Ken, so I'd, I'd imagine he would have to have at least, like, some semblance of that I don't know, stereotypical Ken, I just, Yeah, I was gonna say, like, just stereo-fucking-typical, like... You could wear a bland sheet of attractive, I guess. One of his girlfriends decided to break up with him because the way that he was acting, like, it was just too much for her. So she was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm getting out. Smart on her part. Not the smart part was going for one of his best friends and started Mm -hmm. dating him right away. And in that instance, Paul was like, you know what? Fuck you. Went and got all of her things that he could, like, get access to, like, going into her fucking house and just being like... Yeah, I'm just here to come get some of my things, grabbing all of her shit, and then burning it. Mm. Steve, you can chime in at any fucking time, by the way. I'm just letting you go. (laughs) (laughs) You're on a roll. Go, Katie, go. (laughs) See, and the best part about being here at recording that mom's not going to get to experience unless she comes and sits in in a fucking episode is... You get to get the whole story. Yeah. Mm. Nobody knows what the episode sounds like until Monday when it posts. Oh, yeah. Aside from me. What you but cooking, I, mom? But that is my that is my reward to myself is that I get to surprise everybody because yeah. I'm the one that's got to listen to this fucking I don't thing, even like, fucking know what the episode's going to look like until Monday. On Monday. <laughs> I gave her the option. I offered to give her the login so she could like preview it. And she's like, no, I just want to like be surprised. surprised. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So now that we've mentioned mother, mom, what you cooking? Yeah. yeah well, what are you, what are you making for Steve for dinner? Mom mom made snacks. Mom? Yeah, great time to mention the snack. You want to Thanks tell, for making snacks, you mom. Wanna, you want to uh, say what the snack is, Steven? Today's snack is... You don't know what the fuck she uh, made, do you? No clue. Puppy chow. Puppy chow. <laughs> he was all ready to do it, too. He was and so he's like, confident. He was, right up until he said is, and he's like... <laughs> oh my god. So in the great. words in the words of Faith, leave it in. <laughs> leave it in. That's a treat for mom cuz she's she's like he's probably just going to go mm-hmm, yeah. He's not saying a fucking thing. He's not like crazy, but he's not saying a fucking thing. All I got to say is whatever you're saying now about Paul, I never knew. I never mm-hmm. knew what type I knew maybe when he was like 16, 17, preppy blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. You know and Hitler would have loved him. I didn't know his family was so It occurs different. to me, we never mentioned why Steve is here. Steve is yeah. here because... I was invited to talk about the Ken and Barbie killers. Mm-hmm. Because, that's the wrong word to use, but we all lived in the same town when this was going down. So, where they found Leslie Mahaffey was our old swimming place, and which was a five-minute bike ride. 
So, you know, it just uh, Carla Mocha went to a school that was close to my um, stepbrothers and sisters mm. and, and stuff like that. So we're all, you know. You could have, like, ran into them in the middle yeah, of the street we, we kind of a know, thing. You know, and that was kind of scary at the time because I had lots of brothers and sisters, lots of mm-hmm. stepbrothers and sisters. I was going to say, you have a huge family, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, and with my father being chief of fire department, mm. we always heard rumors, mm-hmm. kind of first, or you know, and and oh, he might have been there on the uh, retrieval. He might have been. I don't know where he was stationed there, but he was always kept in the loop. He knew what was going on, and uh, you know, he just uh, I, one of the famous words I remember him saying around that time for a while was, you know what, if you're gonna walk, you double up. There's enough of us. You're going to walk home at, uh, at night. You call for a ride. I don't care who picks you up, but you get a ride home. Because right. it, it was a small town. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But, yeah, the Ken and Barbie killers. Um, for your, they're basically neighbors. from your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Neighbors, essentially. And the town we lived in isn't that big. Maybe at the time was uh, St. Catharines was 110,000. You see, you say not that big, but we're literally sitting in a town with five, ten thousand people. Maybe. Not even, not even ten. Yeah. Fucking uh, Ashland has eight thousand people. Oh yeah, not even five. Yeah, honestly, we're not like even five. About, we're small town hicks. We're, <laughs> we're fucking small town. Mm, that's uh, what I like about it. Oh yeah, I can't stand big cities. So that's that. that's the first of. Two guests that we have that have like pretty close direct relation mm-hmm. to a case that we're doing, and considering we're a true crime podcast, that's kind of scary. Like, Question: You guys have like animals growing up? Yes, dogs, cats. Could have went to their uh, to the veterinary clinic. In a matter of fact, I think we had a dog, Buster. Mm-hmm. And please tell me if this a- was like a beagle mix or a hound mix. Hound mix. Every hound mix, there's a dog named fucking Buster, and I can attest for that because my grandmother had a beagle <laughs> named Buster. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And uh, uh, the the clinic was only maybe a 10-minute drive from where she worked, so mm-hmm. I would think, you know, if anything was wrong with them over the years we had them, mm-hmm. we would have took them there. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. to add context... Uh, Carla had a job at a animal clinic, and she was like a veterinary tech and everything okay. like that. That plays a huge role in like everything. Like so, after high school, Paul attended uh, Sir Wilfred Muriel Colgate Institute. Do you want to try and say that without like fading out in the middle? Oh, uh, I was fading out just because I have no idea how the fuck to pronounce. Oh, this. are we gonna play the game, Stephen? Do you know how to say this? Do you even I know what I'm talking so. about? Uh, no, that, that would probably be in Skybrow, so... It's for sure still a Wilfred. I think it is Laurier. I want to see. And the last one is Colgate, but I'm pretty sure that is oh, Laurier. W- Wilfred Laurier. Laurier. Oh, yeah. It's fucking... Th- it's French. French. <laughs> God damn. French fucking Canadians. And then in 1982, he transferred over to the University, university of Toronto. Um, where coincidentally, uh, Russell Williams, who is another person I kind of want to do a case on, was another Canadian serial killer who was coincidentally going to the school at the same fucking time as Paul. You know, it's crazy. You he was just two years Canadians younger. Canadians are so fucking nice, but they're just killing people. They're too. fucking assholes. No offense, Steve. They're fucking assholes. That's all. We're just quiet about it. So October 1987, 
Paul and Carla meet, you know, and 1987's kind of a busy year for Paul. I'll get into that in, in, in a hot minute, but it is a busy year. Um, Maybe uh, just a quick insight. Like, the 80s were super huge for Coke in the U.S. Was mm-hmm. that as big of a thing in Canada at the same yep. time? Yep, especially okay. Toronto era, okay. where Paul's from. Yeah. We're going to need a lot of insiders. Yeah, we're going to need a lot a lot of Canadian reference because we are American children. So, they met... Paul and Carla kind of met just because she was visiting Scarborough. Am I saying that wrong? Skyborough. Skyborough. Yeah, yeah that's right. She, I think... It's only written Scar and then Burrow, though. <laughs> yeah. She was attending a pet store conference. So, the two shared, like, immediate attraction. And, like, you know, Carla was just as fucking kinky as Paul and all that. And, like, they were pretty sadistic in the bedroom. So, we're going to talk about Carla now. Yeah. So... Carla was born May 4th, uh, 1970. She's a year younger than you. Mom had it wrong. You think she's a year How older? How fucking dare you, Mom? How dare How you? How dare you tell me uh, stuff about my own research? <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. You're in oh so much God. trouble. <laughs> Mom's going to kick my ass. If you, you can catch it. me gimpy. <laughs> oh, I'm leaving that in too. Fuck no. <laughs> She's gonna take the puppy child away. Uh, no. So, the only thing that I could really find about her early life, like, obviously, I think she went to, like, veterinary school to become a tech. That's kind of obvious. I don't know where. All I know is that she used to have brown, like, really curly hair, and then when she met Pa, it was blonde, fucking straight with the big bangs. Like, Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Turned into Barbie, literally, and like, be, like lost a shit ton of weight just to be like skinny mini, and like that is really the only thing that I could find out for her is like just kind of her family saying that she changed a lot after meeting Paul. Otherwise, I don't know how her childhood was. I couldn't find anything. I'm assuming then it was a good childhood and a happy phone. Like I find that a good thing when you can't find anything about the family. That means no reports were made. Nothing really bad kind of happened. That we know of. Because obviously just, some uh, yeah. things don't get reported. Right. But they kind of did, like, digging into it, like, when So the, they did look into it with yeah. everything? Okay. So I'm assuming she just kind of had a normal childhood, and then she met Paul, and then, like, fucking downhill. She was just, like, over, over the moon kind of thing, changed everything about herself just to be yeah. with him. Well, I mean, Paul is fucking controlling as fuck, so this is where we get into the weird line of... Who was in control and leading things versus who was just following the other because it gets really weird and it's really, you can form your own opinions. I mean, I, everybody's allowed to, Yeah, Uh, but before jumping into any of that Mm -hmm. kind of psychology, I do want to just say, like, I like to say. None of us are professionals. None of us <laughs> no. have degrees. These are all our opinions. I took a couple we are classes stoned in, in my living room. Was. Well, two thirds of us are stoned in my living room <laughs> with no degree. So take this at whatever you want. I but... mean, I passed my psychology classes, but that was child psychology. Yeah. <laughs> so, a, little, a little different. Between 1987 and 1990, there, there was some. Crimes kind of happening in the Skyborough area. Skyborough area. I think you probably know what I'm talking yep. about. The, uh, there was a lot of rape happening. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like over, serial rapist style? Or? Yeah, it was like over 13 cases of rape between these years, and they were like rough, like really rough and violent. Um, I'm just gonna tell you guys right now, this was fucking Paul's doing. Um, it comes out later when he like a whole different way. So I'll, I'll explain how it comes out. But I'm just gonna like kind of just say the timeline because the timeline kind of it, it's weird how it lines up. Okay. So they meet in 1987. He's already doing these rapes before he meets Carla. So she wasn't like the cause of it. So these rapes can't be pinned on her or any kind of thing like that. But at some point, she starts helping him. Probably ramped it up a bit, kind of thing. Yeah, I kind of did a timeline of them, and. There's only 13 known cases, so there could be more. I think there was, like, estimated that he probably assaulted, like, 30 women before uh, the murders that he did. But there's a lot of rapes that they couldn't tie to anyone. Okay, so so they they just couldn't prove that it was him, but... Yeah, but that's why they had the estimate that it could have been, like, up to, like, 30. But they only have 13 proven ones with DNA evidence. So May 4th, 1987, uh, there was a rape of a 20-year-old woman in front of her parents' house. Like, like right in the front, front of the house. lawn. And Paul had followed her home. Ten days later, May 14th, 1987, there was a rape of a 19-year-old woman in the backyard of her parents' home. Like, right at the house again. Mm-hmm. And then he does, like, a little bit Are of a break. screaming? Right. Were there no neighbors? Like... I, I... He does get chased off in some of them, so it's just kind of like, he got lucky. He was just lucky enough mm-hmm. that he didn't get caught. Yeah. But still, I think majority, he got them from behind, always. Mm-hmm. So they didn't get a visual Because he would stalk them. Like, he would wait for, he'd see them, like, going on their way home, and he'd, like, follow them for mm. a while, and then get them, like, when they're about to go into their house or something like that. Which immediately makes it a premeditated oh, anything yeah. because of the stalking. Um, July 17th, 1987, there was the attempted rape of a young woman, although he, he got really upset at a victim because, and got bored because she started fighting back. And he was just like, fuck this, you're not going to make it easy. (laughs) Yeah. And he didn't like the fact that it wasn't easy for him and everything like that because he was entitled. He thought everyone like owed everything to him. So he got upset and he just like ran off. Um, September 29th, 1987, there was the uh, attempted rape of a 15-year-old girl. Paul broke into the victim's house and had entered her bedroom, and he jumped on her back and put his hand, like, around her mouth and threatened uh, her with a knife. He, like, had his hand so hard on her face that, it, like, it bruised her face in, like, the form of, like, a fucking handprint. Damn. He, like, made her ear bleed because he bit it so hard. Fun fact, you can actually bite off your own finger. It's just your brain that says not to. Oh, yeah, it's like a carrot. The so only it does not reason why, me one bit about the... The only reason why she didn't ear. get raped was because her mom walked into her bedroom to see, like, how she was doing. And just saw this dude there? Mm-hmm. And he, like, jumped out the fucking window and ran off. The fact that he got away so many times. Mm-hmm. So now this is the first one after he had met Carla, uh, December 16th. So he took October and November a break, probably to... You know, because he had Carla in his life now. Right. He didn't have to go other places for it. Um, December 16th, 1987, he rapes a 15-year-old girl. Must have got bored. Yeah. December 23rd, 1987, he uh, the rape of a 17-year-old girl with a knife that he used to threaten all of his victims. Um, 
So was it always like the same knife, like some kind of mm-hmm. sadistic ritual? At thing? this point, they finally like named that. Hey, there's a serial rapist here. Okay. Around when would that have been in your memory timeline? Like, do you remember them announcing the Scarborough rapist? I remember them. Um, I remember the news, mm-hmm. and uh, people were watching, especially older people, younger, everybody with kids. I don't remember, um, like, for instance, Katie was just talking. I don't remember that one, like, details about that or anything. I knew there was a uh, a time break in between where it looked like where he met Carla. Mm-hmm. And, and at that time, it was, like, I think a year after, um, they still had no clues. They had, yeah. And, and I don't know if they didn't have DNA back then, or they were just so. They did, but it wasn't wasn't enough. It, or... Not not to hate on anybody, but the Toronto police kind of didn't do their due diligence mm-hmm. with it either. Okay. Um, because they weren't collecting a lot of the evidence that because he, he wasn't fucking clean about it. Was rape kits like a thing? DNA was a thing, but it took well, a long I'm, time. I'm not necessarily saying DNA was DNA a thing, but like rape kits, like was it a standard to get yeah, these collections? Did Canada collections? have the same stigma that like America has with like if you get raped, you have to get this mandatory swab and shit like that? Well, I was saying like um, where a lot of people victim blame rape victims, where they're like, well, you shouldn't have been wearing this or that kind of thing. Like, did they kind of have that in Canada too, or was I that... know in the '90s they did. Okay, but. Earlier in that, I don't know when that came about, or... I'd assume that there was probably some I would stigma. assume, yeah, definitely. Uh, April 18th, 1988. So he he took a decent break. He attacked a 17-year-old girl. Uh, May 25th, 1988, uh, Paul was nearly caught. Police almost got him. And he somehow fucking escaped. And Lucky they weren't able to find bitch. him. Right. Five days later, there is a rape of an 18-year-old woman, and you're going to need to fucking help me with this town name, because... What, what, is, what is... Mississauga. Okay, Mississauga. Okay. I want to see. Yeah, no, that looks like Mississauga to me. Yeah, it's just kind of... Uh, I, I want to know what you would have said, though. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say Mississauga, but it'll, like, fucking the Mississippi of Canada. Um, Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds about right to me. So... He went to a different city, and I think that was the city that Carla was living in at the time. I think. Don't don't quote me on that because I didn't actually get the like information down. But um, October fourth, nineteen eighty eight, there was an attempted rape, result- resulting in the victim being stabbed in the thigh and the butt. He was trying to get away, and she was like fighting back and everything like that. So he just kind of like stabbed her a couple of times. She's wow. fine. She lived. Good. November sixteenth, nineteen eighty eight, there was a rape of an eighteen year old girl in her parents' backyard, so he's back to his fucking old M.O. Uh, November 17th. It seems like there was a gap there, too. It went from April to November. It went from May, October to November. Oh. Um, November 17th, uh, they finally made the police task force to find this person. Over a year it took. How many? And how many for them to finally be like, hey, we need to kind of be serious about catching this guy. December 27th, uh, Paul is chased off of a victim by a neighbor in their front yard. Um, People are starting to watch. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's good. And then a big fucking break. June 20th, 1989, 
Paul is again chased off of a victim. So he's kind of losing his uh, mojo with being able to do it. Doesn't he last that long. He can't get his rocks off quick enough. Yeah, anymore. August 15th, there's a rape of a 22-year-old woman. Um, November 21st, there's a rape of a 15-year-old woman in a bus shelter. Waiting for the bus, he fucking gets her. Wow. November 22nd, 1989, there's a 19-year-old woman that is raped. Uh, May 26, 1990, the rape of a 19-year-old woman. She was able to actually remember his face and gave police a detailed description. Good. This is kind of jumping a little bit in the timeline, but July 1990, Paul's interviewed by police, um, cause, and he admits, like, yeah, I, lo- I, I look like this description, and willingly gives his DNA. This is where we're going to kind of break on this, but the him willingly giving him his, like, giving police his DNA is, like, a big fucking thing. So at this point, Carla and Paul have been together for a little bit, and they're having Christmas at Carla's house and everything like that, and Carla had a younger sister named Tammy. They were having, like, this Christmas party. She was told that she could only drink, like, a little bit because she was only 15. And Not super uncommon right. down here either mm-hmm. in some places. And, like, her parents were like, you can have, like, one or two with them as long as you're drinking with them and you don't leave the house, but we're, we're, we're going to bed. And they were drinking rum and eggnog. And no, she apparently had... That's not even that bad. Like No. But she I, had, thought, I thought you were about to be like, oh, they were like up just partying all fucking night no. or some shit. Like, well, rum and eggnog yeah. is like a seasonal, that's fine mm-hmm. shit. And they gave her two drinks, and sometimes, like, you know, she doesn't have a tolerance if it's her first time drinking. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she gets drunk and she throws up, and she suffocates on her own vomit and dies. That sucks. So her death, accident, right? You'd think. You'd think. That's what the family thought. Well, it's not. It's not what happened. And, you know, Paul's already doing these sadistic things. He's raping women and everything like that. Carla knows that he's raping women because he's, she's going with him probably, in the car. She's probably bait. To lure these women into the car and everything like that so then he can go and rape them. Was she battered at all in this situation, so, or does she get off on it? Like, I'm gonna go against my notes real quick. A timeline and whatnot. Basically, at some point, she gets away from Paul and she goes to the police and she's like, "I got a fucking story to tell you, and I'm gonna tell you it." But like, I'm a victim here, and she tries to act like she's also a victim and whatnot. That um, could just be I got to the cops first, though. I mean. Mm-hmm. So, basically, her co-workers had noticed that she was going to work, and she was, like, always fucking injured and whatnot, had black eyes and everything like that, said that Paul hit her in the head so hard with a flashlight that she got two black eyes from her, like, brain fucking sloshing. So she was going the whole, like, I'm a battered woman and all that kind of stuff, and, like, police fucking believed it for a long-ass time. But, you know... In order for her to get hit so fucking hard that her brain sloshed and gave her black eyes, like, she would have probably been in the hospital for a couple yeah. of days. Yeah, you would think. So, in 1990, Paul lost his job as, like, being an accountant and everything like that. And, like, Carla kind of hinted that that was why he, he kind of started ramping up, like, the abuse and stuff like that. 
I'm not going to say whether or not she was abused, actually, or not, because he was a controlling person. I just don't think that it was... I don't know how to put this without sounding like a complete fucking douchebag about it. Word vomit. I don't think she was actually abused abused. Do I think that she was controlled and probably manipulated, but then she kind of came out on top and was her herself doing the manipulating and everything like that? That's kind of what I think it is. I don't, like, I'm not going to, like, there's probably a good chance that he fucking hit her a couple of times, but I think she was also, like, hitting back. I think the same. So, I think they were both equally abusive. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like, mm-hmm. um, makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, 1990, Paul lost his job as an accountant, and he was smuggling cigarettes across the U.S. border as for work. <laughs> so taboo. <laughs> yeah. Um, he spent long periods of time with you know Carla's family and everything like that. I'm leading into that Tammy's death. If that wasn't obvious, it was not obvious. Um, but thank you. And, like, the family wasn't aware of, like, him smuggling shit and all that. Kind of kept that under wraps. They didn't know about the rapes and everything like that. Only Carla knew. He was obsessed with Tammy. And he actually, like, kind of admitted this when he was, you know, arrested for everything. Okay. He would, like, go outside her window and, like, fucking masturbate to her sleeping. And then we get to the night of, you know, Christmas in 1990 of, you know, them giving her eggnog and everything like that. Well, it wasn't just eggnog that she was getting. Right. Since Tammy worked in a veterinary office, she was able to get, you know, a hold of drugs. Tranquilizers. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember which one she used, but it started with an H. I was really dipshit and didn't write it down. But basically, if it makes too close content with the skin, it makes a chemical burn. And you, if you use too much, you could kill the person. So was, this is where they question her involvement, because she had to know how much to give and whatnot. In order to prevent yeah. the burn. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't prevent a burn. Which is really fucking weird that her thing was, her death was ruled an accident at first, because she had a clear chemical burn across her face. Because they hmm. literally held a cloth to her face. Oh, it was Halothane. I did write it down. It wasn't a dumb bitch. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Yeah. Just to kind of show the dynamic that they had, Carla gave Tammy to Paul. Because as Tammy, gift? as a gift for Christmas. Wow. Because she wanted to give him Tammy's virginity since Carla had been with other sexual partners before Paul, and Paul was upset about that. So she's like, instead of you having my virginity, you can have my sisters as a Christmas present. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. They videotaped themselves. Both of them. The whole thing? The whole thing. Other than the death part, they never videotaped themselves killing people. Of them raping Tammy. Was, and I say they because Carla participated. Oh, yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Was Tammy conscious? In and out of consciousness. Okay. Wow. Their parents were asleep fucking upstairs. The parents were in the house while they were doing this and recording it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Tammy did begin to fucking vomit in her unconscious state, and she did end up choking on it, but I think Paul like kind of helped her along with that. And then they, like, realized what the fuck was happening, turned off the recorder, got dressed, you know, ran upstairs, like, Mom, Dad, you know, something happened to Tammy. They took her to the hospital. Died. 
How did the hospital not notice the chemical burns? I don't know, but they still ruled it an accidental death. They got away with that one. Wow. At that point in time. And then, I want to say like a month later, they found a, a, there's a tape of Carla dressed up in her sister's clothes, hmm. pretending to be Tammy. And then they record a sex tape of Paul and Carla with Carla pretending to be Tammy. That's fucked up. And in that documentary, they fucking show it of her standing there. And she's like, hey, Paul. And like talking and like in a high pitched voice to like be like her sister. That's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I that clip. I didn't see that. <laughs> I think it was like in the Rewind. last episode. <laughs> well, they, the documentary does like a really interesting way of trying to blur it. Because like with, uh, you know, like when a VH tape is like damaged a little bit has like mm-hmm. lines across it that's what they use to blur it because he's like zooming into her boobs she's not wearing a bra under like a sweatshirt so he's trying to like zoom into it and they just like oh no the tape's distorted <laughs> uh. <laughs> now we're gonna get to like the first actual um not the first actual but like first known air quotes known murder because obviously tammy was the first one Leslie Maffey. Mahaffey. I'm bad with pronunciations. Her body was found the same day as their wedding day. The same day that... They were getting married. Paul and... Paul and Carla were getting married, and Leslie's body was found. Same day. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that you said you found in the swimming hole? Yep. Well, not you found, but they <laughs> okay. found in It was your, literally a dude like, going fishing on a kayak, and I was like, that looks weird. <laughs> But before this, okay, their wedding, okay, th- this was a big thing because her sister just died, and she still wanted to get married like three months after. Mm-hmm. And her family was going, well, you know, but Carla being the princess, she always got what she won- wanted. Yep, they went through with it. So, you know, and that's their wedding day, which mm-hmm. got they um, married on Niagara on the Lake, which is a rich part of Ontario. Okay. It's right on the lake, and um, yeah, that's the day they found Leslie in uh, Lake Gibson, which is a small lake. Is it like Sunday Lake kind of? Uh, a little bit bigger. Bigger? A little bit bigger, and um used to be a swimming hole for us. Um, fish there, you can do whatever you want, and it's secluded. It's on the outskirts of St. Catharines, okay. in between St. Catharines and Thorold, but it's the outskirts, so... So are all of these towns just, like, kind of like how our... 15 minutes away from each other. So okay. they're, like, suburbs. Yep, suburbs, yep. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Early morning, June 15th, 1991, while driving through Burlington, to steal license plates. Because Paul, real, real... He just like collecting them? Or? I don't know. Maybe he was just smuggling them, you know, probably. Like, real, real, real top notch guy. Real, real good citizen. Stealing license plates. Well, clearly he was a fantastic citizen, and that's yeah. why he's on the podcast. Right. So he came across 14 year old Leslie. Leslie was locked out of her house because she went to, which is, this is kind of fucking shitty. She went to a friend's wake. Right. One of her friends had died and she went to their wake and everything like that. And she didn't make it back towards curfew and her parents just locked the door and let her fucking stay outside. The fucking 90s. Okay. That was awful. 
I'll like, be, I'll be the honest 90s. with you. The 70s. That's fucking 70s, like, no. kind of shit. But I'll in be the- honest with you. I I know some people that had the same problem, but I would think that if it, if you were going to awake for your friend that had died, that they would have given some leeway. Right. Well, she was kind of, she was not a, um, um, a I don't want to, no, she was a very troubled kid. Oh, darn, Mom, you, you're you going to wish you were here to hear that story. That was a good one. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so Paul approached Leslie saying that he wanted to break into her neighbor's house. <laughs> okay, that's and, the approach. And, and Leslie just instantly just assumes like, that she's going to be down with the crime. Well, I mean, she kind of didn't give a shit. I mean, according to him, he, hey, she, was just like, <laughs> she was just like, okay, you got cigarettes? Like... <laughs> He's like, yeah, smuggle them. Like, yeah. So he was just like, hey, I got cigarettes. I got, you know, I get them all from the U.S. You know, the good, good, good shit. And um, leads her to her car, or to his car. Well, I that would have been back when Newports were still made by Lorillard instead of Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I, think I don't know fucking Newports cigarette are. lore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's cigarette lore. There is cigarette lore. <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh, Newport Reds did not exist until, I think it was like the early 2000s. They were trying to get rid of all menthols because they were like, menthols, see, that's the reason why Well, there's another smoke. menthol band. Uh, menthol there's band. tons, but the problem mm-hmm. is Newport's was originally exclusively menthols. Mm. That's all they had. So they were like, we're going to fucking get rid of them. And Newport's like, shit, we're screwed. <laughs> so they came out with non-menthols and then the golds. And now they've got the whole variety that yeah. everybody else does. But originally back then they were owned by Lorillard. That's the company that started Newport's. But they got bought out by R.J. Reynolds. Because Shit. they're just fucking buying everybody. All right. New cigarette lore dropped. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've only been smoking for 20 years. I've never, I'm such a fucking, like, goody two-shoes. I've never done anything. I acted like a goody two-shoes up until... You know how we were talking earlier about how, like, one to two years before your period starts are a fucking nightmare? Like, yeah. That was, was the then? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, don't fucking say that. You know the age group I was talking about with that? Oh, she would get her ass kicked. Anyway. So, he blindfolds her. I'm assuming he was, like, behind her. Was like, yeah, go into that door. Um, Forces her into his car. Oh, so and wait. She, he was getting her to... Like, she oh. was walking to the car. He was like, oh, yeah, I got cigarettes in my car. Oh, I'll get okay. you some cigarettes. No, I thought They're in the car. he was, like, forcing her to help break into the neighbor's house. <laughs> 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 just, oh, yeah, let's Could do you She's just like, oh, like, yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm bored. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll pay you with cigarettes. Just hop through this window real and quick. And he, he drove to, oh, my God. I fucking, I thought These Michigan. Names? I thought Michigan names were bad. Let's see if I can read it upside down. Dalouise? Dalouise? Dalhouse? That's for Dalouise. Dalhouse? Yep. Dalouise? For Dalouise? I'm reading it upside down. I want some fucking credit here, okay? (laughs) And he called Carla. He's like, hey, by the way, because at this point they have a house. He's like, I got a victim. Just calls her up. Hey, by the way, I'm going to bring someone home. Hmm. Wakes her up. Hey, don't worry. There's a girl in the basement. Don't worry about it. Go back to bed. She thought it was just another, like, rape joke. He's just like, no, she's in the basement. Don't worry about it. All right. Goes back to fucking bed. Like nothing. Yeah. Goes back to the... See, this is where it's just kind of like... She had to have it. Like, well, I mean... 
I know she had a part in it, but like she could have went to the cops then and be like, right. "Hey, she prevented my husband fucking." Really cared. Or well, at this point, my fiance fucking like kidnapped this girl. Like she's right. in our basement. Like she could have waited for Paul to go do whatever the fuck he was doing with them cigarettes and like got her out of the house. She could have got herself out of the fucking house. Mm-hmm. Paul and Carla recorded themselves torturing and sexually abusing Leslie while they listened to pop music. When was this again? Nineties. So like Britney Spears, and Mega Mixes, nineteen nineties Mega Mix. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> oh wow. I was big back then. Before my time. Oh, that no. brings me back. That brings me back to being an egg inside of my mom, because that is what I essentially was. I'm sorry, you're such a baby. I'm a fucking fetus. I'm. I'm gonna bring I'm, 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 Gotta get all that mums out. So, so he's recording all of this. They're okay. recording all of this, and there's a point in time where. So, at one point in the recording, Paul is heard saying, you're doing a great job, Leslie. A damned good job. And then adding, um, the next two hours are going to determine what I do to you, and right now you're scoring perfect. And you can hear him saying that in the fucking tapes. Jesus. Is that some type of, like, grooming, or... (laughs) I don't know, but it's like... Because we've always talked about, like, what we would do and, like, if we were kidnapped and stuff like that. We'd instantly instantly fucking (laughs) bail out. (laughs) Don't even fucking bother. Just look for a body at that point because we're we're fucking done. (laughs) I I refuse to be a hostage. Well, I'd I'd go out fighting, but I have a backup plan. God, just like being... mm. How can you stand by and listen to somebody, like, say that to someone? Like, how can you watch this be fucking happening? Because Carl... Well, Carla's also participating. Yeah, so I, I don't think she's at any, in any instance, innocent mm-hmm. of it. So, you know, Carla's still getting them drugs from the animal hospitals. So he starts feeding, uh, telling, um, or he claims that Carla started feeling, uh, feeding Leslie a lethal dose of Alcoin. I don't know. H-A-L. Coin. 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 It's not coin because the O, is, or the O and the I are switched, but. <laughs> <laughs> don't have a brain cell but basically it is it's a similar drug that they used on tammy okay yeah she probably got it from work she did get it from yeah, work <laughs> you missed so a sentence same, welcome same to the shit. conversation yeah, Steve. No, yeah. <laughs> i checked out for a bit but i'm back <laughs> And I guess at some point he got bored or whatnot. They got bored because um, Paul strangles Leslie with an extension cord. And they just Why leave her. Why do keep finding people strangling people with extension cords? Because this is not the first one you've done where somebody's No, and then Faith brought with one up with an extension cord. <laughs> so, it's like, guns don't kill people, extension cords do. <laughs> do ban extension cords. They come with warning signs. <laughs> And they just left her ba- uh, body in the basement. Okay. You know why? They had Easter dinner to get to. Carla's family really? was up. Carla's family was upstairs. When they were killing her? After she her, she was already dead, but she was still in the basement. And they go upstairs and they're making Easter dinner and everything like that. And Carla's mom's like, I need potatoes. I need and, to go get potatoes. They're in the basement. No, and like Paul literally blocked anyone from going into the fucking basement and was like, oh, sorry, there's shit happening down there. Like, you can't go down there. 
That's not suspicious at all. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, oh, okay. And they just didn't fucking question well, can me. Can you go get the potatoes then? Cause... I mean, because they had a, um, a little Rottweiler puppy that they would, like, keep in a cage down there. And, like, he was basically just saying, like, oh, the puppy's down there. Like, you can't disturb it. I have a lot of things to say about mm-hmm. keeping a puppy in a cage in a basement. Right. Much less about Apparently keeping it was a, large a dead lady kennel, on the floor in but... the basement. Like... Right. Well, they basically used that fucking kennel for the, for the victims. They'd oh. keep them in the kennel. Well, that's fun. So after the party, they literally leave and he's just like, oh, fuck, that was a close one. So he dismembers her body um, with a chainsaw. Like right after everything? Yeah. Like literally they fucking... Did change his clothes first? I don't fucking know. I fucking hope so. <laughs> I don't think so. I think yeah. he got the job done fast. And then he was just like, big brain, I'm going to encase them all in cement. They're never going to find all these body parts. And then he goes and he dumps them in Lake Gibson. And that's the one that Lake Gibson was the swimming mm-hmm. hole? And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe she said something earlier about how like you had like just been there like not too too long before they had found her. Well, it was probably somewhere before. Like it was a a ritual thing with all those Mm -hmm. friends and everything. Yeah, I mean her body was found early June, so I guess you wouldn't have gone swimming, but you probably were like around that area. Yeah, yeah, and. I know it's in some of these series that we're watching now on on the kind of Barbie killers that you can't go swimming or looks like they sold it to an electric company or something. Okay. So, but it was never that. Everybody used to go there, mm-hmm. okay. and uh, um, yeah, I think the summer before we were all swimming there, partying. It was a party hole too, and and that's where we're like, oh my god, and people there was good fish in there too. People were fishing and stuff like. It was that. actually a fisherman that had found her body. He was out with one of his buddies and they were kayaking around the lake and he huh. saw because probably apparently Paul didn't do a good enough fucking job with the cement blocks because floated up. yeah or? basically parts of it floated up and he was just like what the fuck is that and it was like a some he probably part of the body tried part. to do the whole body parts in a trash bag with cement kind of thing yeah Eventually, you like encased the them bag, in cement like... yeah mm-hmm. on the day of his wedding there and she was found and they were saying how good an alibi they would have if anything was ever said because they were married. Yeah. That's just when they found the I, body. Yeah. That's not when the body got dumped. Exactly. Speaking of alibis, and we'll get into this uh, in depth in the next episode of this is where Carla really starts to show that she was, she had a hand in it because the next person, she's basically the reason why Kristen French died. Oh, so you guys will have to check back. Um, this is going to be a two-parter, mm-hmm. but it's going to be an immediate release two-parter. So mm-hmm. this episode's going to, I'll put this one up at noon, and then I'll put part two up at one o'clock central time. So, I mean, it's it's about an hour episode anyway. Yeah. You're going to be able to roll right into it. Don't worry, because I'm anticipating it just as much as you are. Yep. So we will see you for part two mm-hmm. in like five minutes. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.